Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Your Ben Jarofsky show for this Wednesday, June 28th starts now. On today's show, Ben welcomes back, you know him, you love him, the man, the myth, the legend, Monroe Anderson. The Ben Jarofsky Show is brought to you in part by SEIU Healthcare Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, the Chicago Teachers Union, and Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink. If you can find it, you can find it at ChicagoReader.com. And if you're looking for more Ben Jarofsky content, it's there too. Just head to ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. I'll spell that out for you. J-O-R-A-V is in victory. S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this the Winded City Wednesday, and here's why. Because that's the headline in today's bright one. Just showing this to my distinguished guest, Mr. Monroe Anderson. <laughs> you got to give the Sun-Times credit, people. I know most of you out there just follow your uh, news on phones, so very few of us uh, dinosaurs left who actually subscribe to a newspaper, and it arrives every day. But I'm one of them. Mick Dumkey is another one. So shout out, Mick. Uh, there's maybe four others that I know in the universe. We're keeping the whole enterprise afloat by subscribing to newspapers. You're welcome, uh, readers. And um, so the bright one has the cleverest headline writers in the world. You don't get it because the, the stuff they, they put out on the Internet is so boring. Falling asleep just thinking about it. So as, as you all know, Chicagoans, yesterday, the uh, smoke from the Canada fires drifted into our fair city. And it was, uh, as uh, Dylan would say, dark at noon or something, whatever the, the line is from the Dylan song that I just totally screwed up. So it got really dim and was very smoky. And uh, the headline says it all. The Winded City, Chicago's air Tuesday, dirty by smoke from Canadian wildfires, ranked world's worst. And they showed a woman biking along uh, the lakefront. She's like winded. <gasps> She's trying to breathe through all that air. Hello, lady, what are you writing? And it's horrible out there. Monroe Anderson, Dr. Monroe Anderson, on yes. the phone yesterday, told me, don't go out. And if you do go out, wear a mask because particles of that soot or that smoke are going to get in your lungs. And I listened to Dr. Monroe Anderson, and I did not go out. Apparently, this lady, Monroe, as you can see in this photograph, did not listen to you, and she's out biking. <laughs> But get it, listeners? I'm just one more time. The Winded City as opposed to the Windy City. I leave nothing to chance. I not do not assume everyone's going to get the joke. The bright one is like we're we 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 have high expectations of our readers, Ben. We don't explain our joke. Well, it's not as good as um, <laughs> headless body found in topless bar. No, that's New York Post. I want to say something like that from back in the day. Headless body found in topless bar. Anyway, so because I couldn't go on my world famous walk yesterday under the advice of my dear friend, Monroe Anderson, Dr. Monroe Anderson, because I stayed at home. You know what I did, ladies and gentlemen? I thought of you and I said, you know what? I am going to put this time to good use. And I took the deep dive into the candidacy of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yes, people, I did what you haven't done. I listened to Robert Kennedy. I watched, I went to his website. I read his platform. I listened to his his uh, campaign, what is it, promotion ad or whatever. When he, when he announced he was running, they put out this, I guess it's a commercial or something like an infomercial, I don't know, seven minutes long with violins in the background playing. I watched good chunks of his interview with Joey Rogan on the Joey Rogan show. 
I watched his interview with Bill Maher on the Bill Maher show. I listened to Tucker Carlson. Yes, I listened to Tucker Carlson's defense of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And when it was all said and done, I came to the conclusion that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his campaign is a brilliant tactic by MAGA to do to the Democrats what the Democrats did to MAGA in the 28, excuse me, in the last cycle, 2022 gubernatorial and uh, cycle. And what is that, you ask? Good question. That is mess with the Dems. Oh, yeah. Now, if you recall, what Governor Pritzker and other Democrats did uh, in 2022 is they took clips of the maggiest MAGA candidates who are such a batshit crazy uh, that they would stand very good chance of winning uh, in a uh, statewide race. And they promoted them with commercials like jujitsu promotion by saying, this MAGA man is very scary. And when MAGA people saw the commercial, they're like, oh, my God, he sounds perfectly logical and reasonable to me. I love him. I will vote for him. And so in states all over the union, they nominated. MAGA people to run for governor, lieutenant governor, I don't know, secretary of state, attorney general, et cetera, and so forth. So in this case, <laughs> what MAGA is doing is promoting the hell out of Robert Kennedy. He's like the Tulsi Gabbard. Remember her from 2019 to 2019? Robert Kennedy is the quote unquote Democrat that MAGA loves. He's the most undemocrat Democrat I've ever seen, but he's got a very Democratic name. So that will get him, I don't into the door. He's the he's running a MAGA campaign, essentially. And, uh, you know, so when I went to his website uh, and I let, watched his uh, opening bit, there's this uh, he talks about his father. His father, of course, is Robert Kennedy, uh, the uh, brother of John Kennedy. Robert Kennedy for baby boomers is like a saint. Well, lefty baby. No, liberal baby boomers, not even lefty ones. Liberal baby right. boomers. Very key point is a sainted figure. Uh, and many liberal baby boomers cling to the notion that Robert Kennedy could have united the country in 1968 when it is divided very much as it's divided now and have defeated Richard Nixon. I think they're fooling themselves. I do not believe any Democrat could have united this country and defeated Richard in 1968. The Democratic Party was too divided in 1968. But it's a nice dream, a nice pipe dream uh, for liberal Democrats to have as they slip into their elder years. Oh, if only. And so he evoked the legacy of his father, which I know will tug at the heartstrings of old liberal baby boomer Democrats. At the same time, all of his rhetoric appeals to MAGA. Like he denounces the fraud of uh, vaccines. He denounces the fraud of closing down the economy uh, for uh, the pandemic. He denounces Democrats for picking on Donald Trump by using the Justice Department as a weapon against Donald Trump. Uh, he says that basically all factions of America are good. And that instead they've been divided by evil players. And really, really kind of talking about the Democrats doing the division. He talks about how big tech is in bed uh, with uh, the government to prevent the truth from being told on social media, which is like, I'm laughing. I'm reading that. Wait, you can say anything on social media now. Hello, Bobby Kennedy Jr., your boy Elon Musk bought Twitter. Now the Nazis are going crazy on Twitter. You could say absolutely anything on Twitter now, and you're still crying. You guys are still crying about censorship. So there's really no one in the Democratic Party that would be drawn to the rhetoric of Robert Kennedy Jr. The only people who would be drawn to the rhetoric of Bobby Kennedy Jr. are MAGA people or Joe Rogan voters. And Joe Rogan voters are essentially people who don't trust the Democratic Party, dislike the Democratic politicians, cannot stand the rhetoric of any of them, and are looking for someone to vote for other than Donald Trump. I mean, if in a pinch, they would vote for Donald Trump, but they're kind of embarrassed by Donald Trump. So they may vote for Robert Kennedy. 
They'll come into a Democratic primary and vote for him. They will raise perhaps the numbers of votes that Robert Kennedy gets in that primary and throw Joe Biden into a tizzy. Because what if Robert Kennedy starts winning like, I don't know, 20 percent of the vote in some election? And then all of a sudden the media will be saying there's trouble in the Democratic Party for Joe Biden. So they're doing, like I said, to the Democrats what the Democrats did in 2022. They're messing with them. What the Democrats did to MAGA in 2022, they're messing with them. They're getting involved in their primary. Listen, man, that's politics. That's how the game is played. How will Joe Biden and the Democrats respond? I do not know. But they're in a pickle right now to a certain degree with Robert Kennedy. And now Robert Kennedy, man, he's going to take it one step further. Uh, Thank you, listener, Frank. He sent me the image. Robert Kennedy is like studly. No wonder Joe Rogan loves him so much. Like he does serious weightlifting or something. He's like 69 years old. He looks like Brad Pitt. He takes his shirt off. He's doing push-ups. <laughs> now it's like all that just gets the Joe Rogan crowd even happier. Like, man, that's a man's man. Yeah, I'm a man's man. Red meat. And he probably next thing you know, he's going to be like hunting the meat with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I did, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday. I studied Robert Kennedy. Hey, interesting, man. Just give you one example of, of the evasiveness of Robert Kennedy. Like, he's talking about, like, how we all agree. And he goes, you know, even on issues like abortion, we basically agree. You know, there's no people, no one's saying shut down abortions completely. I'm like, what? Are you not paying attention? Are you not listening to the voices of the MAGA people that you're reaching out to? Are you not paying attention to what's going on in Florida, Texas, Michigan, or Wyoming, Montana? You know, were you asleep when uh, the 10-year-old girl in Ohio, she got raped and went to Indiana to get an abortion because the law in Ohio would force her to carry a child, that child to birth. And after she got the abortion in Indiana, what did the officials in Indiana do? What did the attorney general in Indiana do? He started prosecuting the doctor or talking about prosecuting the doctor who performed the abortion. So how is that not an example of MAGA trying to shut down abortions completely, eliminate it? See, it's like, you got to pretend, Robert Kennedy Jr., that the world exists a certain way to make yourself seem like, I don't know, like appealing to Democrats. I don't think there's Democrats dumb enough to fall for that. Like, if you're a Democrat, you really believe in something like abortion rights. I don't think. And I know that I come from Chicago. I know it's dangerous slope. I watch Democrats vote for Rahm Emanuel twice. I understand. I understand Democrats, and they just voted for Paul Vallis. So I understand Democrats can be convinced to do really dumb things, but I don't believe they're going to fall for a so-called Democrat who goes around saying there is not a movement in this country to take away abortion rights. But we'll see. Anyway, without further ado, I want to bring on Monroe Anderson, who's patiently waiting. And I can tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, Monroe Anderson is relieved that I spent all of my time yesterday watching Robert Kennedy Jr. stuff, because that means he doesn't have to spend any time watching Robert F. Kennedy. It's like a reverse. Usually you watch MSNBC Monroe, so I don't have to. I took the deep dive on Bobby Kennedy Jr., so you don't have to. You're welcome. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Uh, I I couldn't take it. You know, uh, Kennedy is the prodigal son who didn't come home. He's still out there, lost, wandering around. Uh, and and I think he is mostly disowned by the family as a result of it. I uh, um, and with with good reason. And what what can we say? He lost his father at a very young age, so he he got no guidance whatsoever. He's 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 still got daddy issues. 
so let me ask you this. Uh, you, you didn't watch the video of his uh, opening announcement, so you didn't uh, uh, you've not been um, exposed to it. Uh, but right. is there any part as a, a, a baby boomer? Yes. Uh, more or less liberal to left baby boomer. Is there any part of you that feels nostalgia for uh, the Kennedy name? No, no, no. Um, I've I've long since been over that. I I I I, I never was um, into Bobby when even when I was twenty one years old. I because by that time I was into I was into my full blown black nationalism, and um, he. He's just a white liberal, from my perspective at that time, mm-hmm. a white liberal pimping us. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I, um, I, I d- during that period, this is 1968, I had an interview for an internship at Newsweek magazine. And I was asked during the, the interview what I thought of Kennedy. This, he hadn't been shot yet, killed uh, and I, you know, I said to not much. And um, one of the uh, Marv Cuffer, who was a a twenty five year old liberal, said, "Yeah, he he got excited. Yeah, I told you people didn't didn't like Kennedy that much to um, our, our the bureau chief there at the time. So, um, yeah, yeah." It's, the Kennedy name doesn't have the magic. It's it's not Camelot anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I'm with you. I it I never had the uh, the magic for me. Never had the Camelot. Uh, it's. I mean, gotta go on and on about my attitude toward the Kennedy family. Uh, but um, yeah, I know. I, my, yeah, my, mother, my mother was a housekeeper, mm-hmm. and she worked for this um, white woman. Um, Valparaiso, and and this woman was talking terrible about John Kennedy. She she said he's nothing but a bed hopper. <laughs> well, he was. And my mother uh, was shocked. She didn't know this, of course. How? Well, your mom did not know that. I'm, I'm momentarily stunned. How long ago was this? But this was like literally in the sixties. Yeah, okay. 61, 62. Yeah, no, the Kennedys were. Uh were notorious womanizers, including Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the full story is told. Uh, Except John, they, weren't tell, they weren't telling that story in 61, 62 in the media. No, you're right. They were covering it up. They covered yeah. those are different days. They covered right, it up. Exactly. Uh, and uh, I would not say they were better days. Uh, they were different days. They were kind of covering it up. And then, uh, you know, I mean, I could go on and on about Chappaquiddick. That's why I never supported Ted Kennedy. I wanted, I couldn't believe, I was disappointed at a very young age that Ted Kennedy wasn't prosecuted uh, for what went down at Chappaquiddick when uh, Mary Jo Kopechny died in his car. And then I couldn't believe he had the nerve to run against Jimmy Carter in 1980. And um, you know, Yeah, because so, he was a Kennedy. Yes. And, and he thought it was his birthright. It, yes. it felt that had developed. Yeah. And so I guess that's uh, passed on to the kid, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. You know, he feels like it's his birthright uh, to run. And um, so we'll see. But again, like I said, I do not see. I've, I watched it. Uh, I, 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 I can't see any diehard Democrats going for Kennedy uh, in the primary, but I could see the Joe Rogan voter. And that's a, a significant chunk of votes. So. You know, if the Joe Rogan voter sh- um, shows up and votes in the Democratic primary. Yeah, you know, I don't listen to him. Is he anti-Trump? Oh, my God, no. See, that, that, don't get me started on Joe Rogan. So, first of all, I'm, I'm envious of Joe Rogan because he does what I do. And I have that in quotes. He's a podcaster. But he's an, his success and his reach is far beyond anything I can imagine. So millions and millions of people listen to him and enjoy his show. Uh, so I'm like, wow, man, he's kind of like the superstar in this business. You don't lie enough. <laughs> you know, so he plays all like weird games and stuff like he pretend I'm just open to all these different ideas, man. Uh, but see, like Kennedy. All right. In his in his um, 
promotion or no on his campaign website he talks about protecting the environment all right but he doesn't mention that all the regulatory oversight entities that are charged with protecting the environment are under siege by maga right he makes it seem like it's like a neutral thing and you'll never i don't i've never heard joe rogan joe rogan will go on and on about how uh I'm just asking questions about whether vaccines are dangerous, but he never talks about like the attack on uh, the EPA or the attack on the clear water act or the clean water act or the attack on like wildlife protection laws, which are coming well, from you know, Tucker does that too. He asks questions. Yeah. They ask questions. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yes. Some, some, some by say he beats his wife. <laughs> But I'm just asking. I don't yeah, know. I mean, come on, man. I mean, what are you standing for? Like, you t- you got to stand up to somebody? Well, it's, if you're going to stand up to the drug lobby, okay, and say that vaccines are bad for why don't you stand up to the coal lobby and say that air pollution's bad for you? I don't know, because it's like that would offend some of his base. You know, he's always like, I'm going to stand up for free expression. Okay, go after DeSantis for uh, pulling books off of libraries, right? Go after DeSantis for saying, like, editing, having his bureaucrats edit books and say Rose, to take out the fact that Rosa Parks was black. You know, I mean, if you're if you're for free expression, then why aren't you doing it for both sides? You get what I'm saying, Monroe? Yeah. So it's like, well, maybe you're not for free expression, just uh, you, your free expression. Leroy Jones became Amiri Baraka. Because he 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 said that if uh, if he kept Leroy Jones at some point in the future, white people would be trying to turn him into a white writer <laughs> instead of knowing that he was a black writer. <laughs> but that's pretty funny, man. Speaking of I, before we get to Trump, I got to run something by you that I didn't tell you I was going to run by you. But you know, I you said something that, that triggered this in my head, so I got to run this by you. So. I need your advice on something. So I get all these right wing uh, emails, as I tell you. Uh, And uh, a lot of them uh, are featured black people uh, appealing uh, to MAGA for support uh, on the grounds that they are standing up to the truth. You know what I'm saying? It's like only they speak the truth. Uh, And then they're criticized by uh, other black people for because they speak the but they dare to speak the truth and maga loves them oh maga just love so here's yeah. larry elder all right okay now uh-huh. and this is a uh, yeah larry <laughs> larry elder ran for governor in california and yeah, he's out there he's he's maggier than maga uh he, he this is a bit you're supposed to click on this and it'll eventually uh lead you probably to some site that's scamming you for money it says larry elder says al sharpton is no longer the biggest race card hustler in america so if you click on that uh you'll find out who he now says is the greatest race card hustler in america which is probably some other uh, a liberal guy so let me ask you this yes i need your advice on this why is it a race card hustler when al sharpton talks about racism in this racism in this country but it's not a race card hustler when larry elder talks about race in this country why is it that al anyone who's looking out for the great majority of black people is the race card hustler but the black guy who's looking out for white people is not a race card hustler i need your guidance on this monroe go ahead because if you're black and you're anti-black then you're just like them the white people who are racist and if you are critical of racism and point that out then you are playing the race car i've had many battles on facebook with um trump nuts who have accused me of being a racist and of playing the race card. And my response to them is, I'll trade my race card for your race deck. <laughs> and uh, your race stacked deck, to be exact. 
And, and so far, nobody's taking me up on it. Listen, man, my advice to uh, young, ambitious black people, hey, man, you want to make money? Yeah, just go MAGA. Right. You make some money. They'll put you up. They'll give you a, a T-shirt and everything. Right. Uh, but don't act like you're not playing the race card. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, You know, no, there were uh, uh, not many, but there were some blacks during the days of slavery when they discovered that um, it was over, were more de- protective and defensive of the plantation owner than they were of their fellow freed slaves. And uh, and by the way, just so you know, it's not just black people are playing this game. There's like a lot of Jewish apologists for all the anti-Semites in MAGA. They're like, well, it's not really anti-Semitic when some MAGA guy says something just absolutely insanely anti-Semitic. So it's not just a black thing. It's also like Mexican-Americans. Well, everybody kind of like plays this game when they do it. It's not pandering. It's only when the other side does. Okay. Okay. MAGA. Hey, Bobby Kennedy, take a look into that. All right. uh, It's time to take a deep dive into Trump's latest uh, and uh, one step ahead of the game. I I asked uh, producer Chris to line up, uh, the quote, the call that, the, excuse me, the, um, the, the recording of Donald Trump uh, showing off uh, his uh, stolen <laughs> classified documents. I don't know who he was showing off to some writers who were there apparently to write a book about Mark Meadows. I'm not quite sure who. He, the, yeah. No one's and, he, and he had a staffer there. A staffer too. there. Yeah. Okay. As far as I know, Monroe, they've not been identified. Is that correct? No. Yeah. No, so those yet. voices you hear in the background, we do not know who they are, but they're uh, people. They've not been identified to the media. That is correct. Jack Smith knows who they are. Okay. And, 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 I, and I bet you 10 grand he's already um, interviewed them. Yeah. <laughs> Sending out the subpoenas yeah, uh, right. as we speak. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll riff on this after uh, we hear this uh, delightful uh, piece of Donald Trump. What a piece of work this man is. Uh, producer Chris. Please play the recording. These are bad, sick people. That, but, that was your coup, you know, against you. That's well, it started right at the Like beginning. when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying right. to overthrow your life. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I've got to show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at him. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. Pages long. Look. Wait a minute. Let's see here. Yeah, I just found isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential yeah. secret. <laughs> this is secret information. <laughs> look, look at this. You attack and Hillary would print that out all the time. You know, <laughs> private it, email. No, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yeah, yeah. Um, print. By the way, isn't that incredible? Though? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. <laughs> and he, he said, he wanted to attack Iran and what? He's in the All right. So just a little background before uh, Monroe starts riffing. Uh, so in this meeting, at the time they were having this meeting, uh, there were news reports surfering that the, uh, surfacing that General Milley uh, was warning uh Washington insiders uh, that Donald Trump may go so far as to initiate war against Iran uh, in order to justify him staying on as president well, past, uh, after 20 uh, January of 2021. Just stay there. It's we're at war with Iran. This is a very scary time. We cannot afford uh, to switch gears. And so I will just stay as president. And that's what the general Milley was set, sounding uh, the warning on. At, and so Trump was having this conversation to point out that he wasn't the one who first uh, thought of war against Iran, that no, General Milley or other generals had 
secret plan set up to invade Iran or bomb Iran. Not quite clear uh, what the plans would show. So he's documenting, showing he just happens to have these secret plans on his desk when this reporter, whoever she is, comes in uh, to write an account uh, blasting uh, Millie or promoting Mark Meadows. And look, look at this. See? And then he goes, it's off the record. That's my, fa- there's so many favorite parts in there. Remember, this is off the record, this secret document, but it totally proves my case. Uh, and now, of course, it's being used to disprove his case, uh, where he claims that he didn't take anything that wasn't uh, already declassified. Uh, I have many thoughts about this, Monroe, but uh, what are your thoughts about this latest recording? Go. Well, first of all, the obviously I've not seen the classified document, but my guess is that he told Millie that he wanted to bomb Iran or have a war with Iran and to give him some papers, you know, present him with a document to tell him how it could be done. And so they did that to his orders. And also, um, if we got a chance to see if it becomes declassified, my guess is it's going to show what a cray-cray idea was to begin with. (laughs) If we bomb a rad, this is what's going to happen, and this is going to happen, et cetera. X amount of people are going to die, civilians and women and children. That's my guess. I, you know, I haven't read it, so I don't know. But uh, obviously, Millie had no interest in being in a war with Iran whatsoever. Yeah. I, listen, I am. this is the part of me that's sympathetic. So, just hear me out on this one to Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, Okay, so just hear me out on this. Okay, I want to hear uh, this. All right, yeah, I don't even know where it's going. Uh, it's so fragile and fresh in my mind. Lord knows where I'm going to end up with this. But I, I agree with, I forget who it was. I've heard several people say this. It, in his own way, uh, Donald Trump is by far the funniest uh, president we've ever had in terms of his antics are so unbelievable uh, that it's at one level you just laugh at him. On the other hand, uh, he, he, his willingness to break the rules uh, and defy all the conventional behavior opens up government to a certain degree to things that we would never see. So the notion of the United States having secret uh, plans to bomb uh, Iran, uh, which is utter folly, I agree with you completely, would be shielded from us without for the, without this yeah. and generally as a chicago journalist i want more transparency not less we'll get into this when we talk about hunter biden i want more documents released not less and uh so at moments like this i'm almost appreciate donald trump and i hope they use his tape and MAGA will love me i almost appreciate donald trump uh for going places that the conventional politicians like Obama and Clinton and Bush and uh, on down the line, Reagan, Nixon, et cetera, uh, would not go. Uh, and, and so, so you, you, you know, just you just triggered a thought in my head that had never come to me before. And that's Trump is Mel Brookian. <laughs> the producers. Yeah. Blazing Saddles where. He had other ideas of what it was going to do, and he did it. It was crazy, and um, it worked for him for a flashing moment in time. But he's he he's he's doing the craziest crap, yeah. And and if it wasn't so dangerous, it would be entertaining. Yes, you know, like Mongo knocking the horse out. Actually, that is a great analogy. I got to give you credit for that because the premise behind the producers, which is uh, my opinion, my favorite Mel Brooks movie, The Producers, yeah, is Zero Mustel. I love that movie. I've seen yeah. it so many times. The original, I'm not talking about the uh, the Nathan Lane remake. Uh, so 
the premise is that Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder will cook up a Broadway show so bad uh, that it will uh, fail and they will f- go bankrupt, but they will have collected more money from their investors than they spent on the show. And so they just get to keep uh, the profits. And um, what happens, it becomes the, the terrible show becomes a hit. And suddenly they have to pay. <laughs> They've sold out more than 100% shares in their show. And, and you're right. It's as what Trump does is, is, is it'd be like Zero Mostel plotting this right. cr- crazy scheme. Uh, you're absolutely correct. And when you hear it, it's as preposterous as listening to Zero Mostel trying to convince Gene Wilder to go along with him. Um, but. But the, but the tragedy is that there are millions of Trump nuts that are going along with it, are convinced to go along with it. Yeah, no, the they Trump— still, They still believe that he actually is the true elected president. I would say the Trump nuts are the equivalent— to, I don't know when you last saw the producers, Monroe— but yeah. in the producers, uh, Zero Mostel is constantly wooing uh, old ladies and to have sex capades with him. And then after the sex capades, they 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 pay him, they give him checks. Okay, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They're like yeah. they, they he'll play, they'll play like the innocent little uh, ha- uh, farmer girl, and he's the big mean <laughs> cowboy, and and they romp around his room, and then when it's all over, they give him a check for the, his show. Those ladies are the equivalent of the Trump nuts because they stayed loyal to Zero Mustel even after his scam was revealed. <laughs> we love you. You made us feel good about ourselves. So I, <laughs> your parallel goes beyond probably what you really originally thought yeah the trump nuts are like those old little old ladies all right uh so what do you think the uh, impact of this recording is somebody leaked it i don't know who uh but, but what do you think the impact this recording uh will be on trump's on jack smith's case against trump oh uh, it's, it's it's like um jack jack smith is doing a happy dance right now. <laughs> he, he, he has the confession. He has Trump's confession on tape. So when, it's, uh, when the trial begins, and you, you notice this pregnant pause there, uh, when the trial begins, he'll play it for the jury and say, okay, case closed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and this 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 is um, why you had the pregnant cough. There will be no trial. I, I'm beginning to predict. Oh. Trump, Go ahead, finish this prediction. Trump, Go. Trump is going to cut a deal with Jack Smith, where he'll never run for president. Um, he'll confess to all his ills, but he's done his dirty deeds, and therefore. He won't go to um, Leavenworth, or my 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 prison of choice is Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> All right. So this uh, prediction has caught me off guard. So let's just back this up. Let me just challenge you a little bit. I'll push sure. back a little bit. Okay. Sure. Uh, number one, this is not the only case that Jack Smith is prosecuting against Trump. Right. Uh, he's also uh, marshaling uh, evidence. Obviously. Uh, hasn't ready to uh, take it to a grand jury, as far as I know, regarding the uh, insurrection and Trump's role in the January uh, 6th insurrection. Okay, so uh, so this alone, pleading uh, a a plea in this particular declassification, this issue of the um, the classified documents will not necessarily keep him out of prison. That's number one. Number two, there's also cases that uh, Jack Smith is not pursuing, that other prosecutors are pursuing. The one in Georgia, for instance, the one in New York, uh, right. the Georgia one, perhaps paramount, that had the potential to put Trump in jail. So right. how does that upset Trump's, uh, your theory about Trump? I'm a full-blown cynical here, okay? Trump's deal on not going to prison will be that he doesn't go to prison. So 
Um, Jack Smith has the goods on him. I mean, it's no way he can get out of this 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 um, documents thing. I mean, he's guilty. Uh, somebody just got four years for last week or week before. Somebody else got three years for it. I mean, that it's an automatic go to jail, don't do not pass go type type thing. So he hasn't. So to stay out of jail, the deal that Trump cuts is that on all this stuff, um, he'll 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 plead guilty, um, but he doesn't go to he doesn't go, actually go to prison for it. And he, he can't and he run has- for president. He can't do. He he's just you know that's it. Now for these other um, cases, the state cases, mm-hmm. what what will happen is that federal federal um, cases supersede local cases. Um, in New York, they've already speculated that um, it's it's because of the uh, all the good stuff Jack Smith has on Trump. Mm-hmm. In Florida, that there's no need because there's going to look so penny ante mm. in comparison. So that so they're just going to get bigfooted out of it. Um, Georgia, yeah. um, I, I I think she's going to be a little. She's put a lot of time and effort into it and everything, and um, probably have has a little ego wrapped up in it. So it might be a little more difficult to convince her mm-hmm. to drop the Georgia case, but um, I, I I think that um, she too will be pressured into just letting it go. Well, and once they are no, no longer at play, then then, then they could just cut a deal with them. Wow! 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 I'm. Uh... I'm allow. I'm letting your theory like settle said, in. This is full blown. This is this is full blown cynical. Yeah, no. cynical. <laughs> I, I, again, I I always correct. You're you're a jaded observer. Yes. Yeah, of Chicago politics and yeah. um, national politics, so they're the cynics. You're just the observer. Yeah. Uh, so you are not a cynical human being. You are just merely. Uh, you're following your experience, okay? Uh, So I'm absorbing this for the first time. And because you kept this from the specifics of this from we've had several conversations in the last couple of days and you did not play your full deck in those conversations. You you held it off for this show. I appreciate that. So now I'm thinking about it for the first time. Uh, And I could see there's some wisdom in what you're saying. And I'll, because knowing Trump, the way I do, having watched him closely over the last seven years or eight years or whatever it's been, as soon as he cuts, let's say this happens, as soon as he cuts the deal yeah. and agrees that he'll not run for president and drop his, his presidency and sure. agrees, uh, he will immediately start denouncing the deal. He'll denounce uh, the prosecutors as witch hunters. Uh, he'll say they're unfairly trying to keep me out of the White House, which I never lost. And he'll start making speeches and appeals to MAGA to send him money. I don't know what to fight the deal to fight. You know what I mean? It'd be like a very lucrative. Right. As soon as he signs it, he'll flip and he'll start. And, and those saps out there will be start giving him money, man. You know what I'm saying? Said, I think that probably will be part of their, the Jack Smith's is on his end. And you cannot raise, you cannot make one sense. Off oh, of I don't know about that. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. I don't know about that part of it. You think he's going to do that? I don't know that. Is... Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I can see because it's so, it's so distasteful to the movers and shakers of the nation, yeah. Democrats and Republicans, to actually put a president in prison that um, if they see a way out of it, they will. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also uh, I know there's a lot of people in this country uh, who don't want Trump 
don't want to face the prospect of Donald Trump in the White House again. Right. Uh, and so if given a choice between sending him to prison, the satisfaction of doing that and uh, getting a deal that would prevent him from running for president, like Rob Blagojevich in this state is not allowed to run for governor again because of the, right. uh, the way the impeachment was drawn up. I get that kind of deal. Uh, and uh, they would take. And there also is a realistic fear that uh, an attempted uh, civil war could erupt out of this. It's 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 it's, it's long shotish, I think, because but um, there one of the reasons that the Department of Justice and the FBI took so long to act. They took they took a year to act on this is because they were afraid mm. of the the reaction from the um, Trump nuts, the armed Trump nuts. Wow. Well, uh, so... And they're nervous about it now because you never know some crazy long wolf. Uh, because fortunately, they've put yeah. a lot of the leaders of of the militia people it's hell they they got some time to spend before no i yeah and this i'll just briefly go back to the kennedy thing that i opened with yeah um just uh part of the naivete of the kennedy uh appeal which is intentional actually it, to pretend as though there is no conflict in this country i mean there was an insurrection there was an attempt uh, a coup in this country uh mike pence's life was threatened uh, in yeah. order to, because he did not go along with it uh so to pretend like robert f kennedy does that it's like his equivalent of the barack obama there's no red america there's no uh, blue america there's only united states of america it's the equivalent of the, to pretend as though like there isn't this passionate hatred uh uh, on on in America right now, on particularly yeah. on the right that wants the to. FBI, yeah, the FBI yeah. knew about this. The FBI knew uh, about what? Or after the January sixth, they knew. They 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 had monitored it. They knew it, but because these were white people, mm. they figured they wouldn't go that far. You know, had they been black or Hispanic. And God, God for sakes, um, Arab. There, there have been all sorts of roundups and what have you uh, before before January sixth. But they just they figured, okay, well these are some white people and they want to blow off a little steam, but no big deal. Mag is still saying that, by the way. You know what? Yeah, right. Your last oh, yeah. point. Oh, yeah, they were just blowing off some steam, you know. Right. Big deal. Exactly. Right. In fact, Donald Trump says if he gets back in, uh, he's going to pardon them. So Spanish uh, says that too. Yeah. Does he? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Wow. Spanish says he's, he'll 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 do the same thing. Uh, all right. Uh, so I have two topics left to discuss. Uh, one uh, is Hunter Biden, uh, and the other is the Supreme Court ruling yesterday. I spent a lot of time today reading up on the case Republicans are making uh, against uh, Hunter Biden. And Monroe, one more time, the Chicago journalist in me really hopes that the Republicans take this opportunity to show what they got. What do you got? What do you got on Hunter, uh, Hunter by? I always want to call him Hunter Thompson. What do you got on Merrick Garland? What do you got? Uh, 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 did Merrick Garland, as you're suggesting, I'm just asking a question, right? Did Merrick Gar Garland uh, force the prosecuting attorney Weiss uh, to take a deal with Hunter Biden and prevent a special counsel from uh, being appointed? so that they can really take a deep dive into whether Hunter Biden was using his father's connections to get business deals uh, in the Ukraine and China. Uh, oh, is, do you have proof of that? You have evidence. Show me the evidence. So I, I welcome it. I do not shy away from it. I welcome it. I don't believe they got it. I don't, don't believe it exists. It. They don't have it. If they had it, they would, we, we, we'd be seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. yeah, it'd be on Fox 24 7. 
they you know, they got this. This is the other thing about MAGA, man. They got this whistleblower from the IRS. They're putting up as a champion. This guy says, swears up and down that when he tried to press the case further against Hunter Biden, he was shut down. I'm like, since when do you guys love the IRS? Right. I thought you're the arch enemy. You were going to defund right. the IRS. Right. Exactly. They don't. They don't want. They don't want all these new agents that that yeah. um, Biden's been trying to hire to um, to contribute, um, check out the 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 super wealthy, the corporations. So, uh, all right. Do you share my desire to see them put their show on so we can see what evidence they have? It'll be another Durham trial. And with the same results. Yeah. In other words, they'll have nothing but to pretend like it's something. Right. And, they'll, and, and, and then they'll tell you that it's something, although it's not. All right. Um, you know, so it's like with, with Hillary's Benghazi and Hillary's emails. You know, when I thought with right wingers on Facebook, about Benghazi, what I keep asking me, and uh, what crime did she <laughs> did she do? What, what's the crime here that she did? And and they would make up something, you know, because there was nothing there. Yeah. So the, you know, she let four men die. You know, I say I, I do things like say, well, you realize three of them were CIA operatives. <laughs> no, no, these were. Secretaries, <laughs> you know, poor, honest, and uh, non non involved men who are just doing their jobs. Oh man, yeah, and that uh, going back to the tape we played, the recording we played of Trump and the writers, whoever they were, uh, they made a joke about Hillary uh, and Anthony Weiner, which I had a smile at because uh, they're suggesting that Hillary Clinton would send. Uh, <laughs> classified documents to Anthony Weiner. Hey, look at this. And it just shows you the, the fantasy world they've created around uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The connection to Anthony Weiner is kind of funny uh, because, of course, Anthony Weiner's former wife was a, is one of Hillary Clinton's closest friends. Yeah, so, she, was her, she, was, she, was, she was her girl Friday. Yes. Yeah. All right. And before we leave Hunter Biden... Uh, behind completely. I don't do not understand why Joe Biden in the White House invited Hunter Biden to the state dinner uh, when uh, Prime Minister Modi came uh, to Washington last week. I talked about this last week. I don't understand why they would do that. Embarrassment to Merrick Garland, who was also a guest uh, at that dinner. Why would you like rub it in everybody's faces? Why would you just tell Hunter Biden, you know, you just beat a rap, a really bad rap, okay? And you're voided prison, uh, and I'm going to pay, get help for this, you know, because everybody's going to say that deal was cut on behalf of me. So why don't you just chill out and disappear for a while? Just, you know, uh, but no, he shows up at the uh, the state dinner, patting everyone in the back. I'm the man. I beat the rap. Da, da, da. No, no, he's no. This thing is Biden is has been very family oriented i mean given the history of his family his first his his nuclear family he's been very family oriented and uh hunter is actually the um disappointing son the the son Bo, the son who had brain cancer and died, that was his, that was his, I'm, I'm really proud of you, son. So Hunter's all he's got left, but he loves his sons. And so um, I think he invited him to say that I'm still, this is my son, and I'd invite him under other circumstances. And, um, and he got a raw deal, which he did. I mean, there have been all sorts of uh, people who said that had his name been 
um, Anderson or Jaworski, he, he, <laughs> he wouldn't have gotten any time whatsoever. He just got a, he got community service, <laughs> and that's it. A smack, on, a slap on the, a, a true slap on the wrist. But because he was a, a, a Biden, and um, they had to had to um, pretend like it was something horrible, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I have to think about that one for more. I, you were more convincing in your argument uh, that Trump uh, would step. Not that I believe that your your theory is going to come true. Yeah, no, and I've, I've, I've logic I'm, not on, I'm out on a limb on it. You yeah, know. you are. Well, yeah, I'm out on a limb on it. But I, I just, I've been thinking about this. Yeah, and I'm saying we're, and and I'm on. I personally want to see him in an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> Yeah, behind bars. Uh, Put him in the same cell that Epstein was in. <laughs> okay, uh, in New York, huh? Uh, I, um, by the way, you know our listeners are going to hold you to this. <laughs> they always do, and uh, it really makes me uh, miss uh, Sergio Mims. He'd be holding, he'd be run, rolls crazy. Uh, but uh, uh, we'll hold you to that one. All right, we're going to close with the Supremes. Uh, weighed in, I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was the day before. I've lost track of time. With the, I'm in the smoke of the Canadian forest fires. I've lost track of time. Uh, they weighed in uh, with a decision, a six to three decision, uh, throwing out the notion uh, that uh, some MAGA people had been uh, putting out there that state legislators should be given total freedom, uh, un- shielded from judicial oversight, to determine election matters as they see fit. Uh, and so in this case in North Carolina, if the state legislator wanted to gerrymander the hell out of the map uh, to promote Republicans over Democrats, to promote white voters over black voters, they should be free to do that, uh, do whatever they want, because that's what the Constitution says. And furthermore, uh, if the state legislators want to take uh, an election that went for Biden and throw it out so that it goes for Trump and they can seat electors who will vote for Trump. They should be free to do that. Uh, and no judicial oversight. And the Supreme said, uh-uh. And a Matumbo-like move blocked that shot. My theory, Monroe, is that the Supremes were basically saying, oh, no. We're not going to throw away our power and our oversight authority. If someone's going to give the election to Trump, we're going to do it. Not you. We're the man. You're the peons. We got the power. We're the bosses, and you're the right. It's 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 sort of like the beginning of um, Gone with the Wind. (laughs) <laughs> where the plantation people out there say somebody says quitting time they said you don't say quit time i say quit time oh my god dude your analogies are pretty good today yes they say quitting time the slaves don't say quitting time oh my goodness that movie is so bad, Monroe. Yes, I know I, we're in a tangent, but really, could, you know, did you when did you see that movie Gone with the Wind? I can't remember what I saw, but it was it was might have been fifty five years ago. I don't know, but when I saw it, I hated it, and I haven't had any interest in seeing it again. Yeah, you know, you have the the um, black the, the the black slave. Then I don't know nothing about birthing no baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it was just so racist. I mean, yeah. It was just racist, racist, racist. Yeah. Monroe, by the way, I got to get your thoughts on this one. I don't know if we talked about this last week, but if, if we did, I apologize. Uh, but this one is just, you know, how uh, when Trump has a rally, they got the. I must have talked to you about this last week, but I just, I, it just popped in my head. They put the black guys behind them right there yeah. so everybody could see them. And just yeah. to make sure no one's confused, they make yeah. them wear T-shirts that say blacks for Trumps, just yeah. so everybody knows, okay? Yeah. I wanna, so I saw that picture, you know, the one on uh, the internet of the white ladies wearing the blacks for Trump. Did you see this picture? Is it, 
You told me about it. I didn't I'm see like, it. what the hell? I'm going to send it to you. You got to look at your, uh, okay. your, your uh, I'll, I'll uh, text it to you. You got to look at your phone. What is going on? Is that kind of some kind of weird MAGA appropriation? Or are they just running out of black people to throw up? You know what I'm saying? So they got these white ladies. They 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 they, they didn't get to the uh, uh, homeless camp in time. (laughs) (laughs) As a reversal uh, of speaking of uh, Mel Brooks and his movies. when Cleveland Little said, "Where the white women at?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what, what Trump looked around and said, "Where the black people at?" <laughs> Put these t-shirts on. Oh my God! Truly, one of the funniest moments uh, in in movies with Cleveland Little. Where are the white women at? <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Blazing saddles. Uh, all right, Monroe, uh, you made me laugh today, so thank you very much. Uh, you gave me some good laughs. Uh, any closing thoughts on uh, NASCAR in Chicago? Will you be watching uh, the NASCAR race this weekend? Uh, will you be going downtown? Uh, yeah, one, one thing before we go there, one, one other Trump issue that I just want to mention for your 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 people, your people out there. Uh, the Republican crazies in the House are, are, are trying to expunge oh, yeah. Trump's impeachment. Yeah. This didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you don't get much crazy. But I mean, it, it did go to the Senate. So now, what is the Senate going to say? Oh, what you gave us, you didn't give us. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, now they're out of their yeah, minds. Right. But okay, now, now going to the the car race. Yeah, now you got to be there uh, in the loop this weekend for the NASCAR race. If you buy me a two hundred and fifty dollar ticket, <laughs> that's that's the entry level. Yeah. <laughs> then they get more expensive after that. Uh, I, I'll go there and watch the car crashes. I mean, they were interviewing one of the drivers <laughs> on the news, yeah. and that's he said, well. Basically, it's going to be a few crashes because the the uh, track is so weird. You got to go real fast for a stretch. Then you got to turn this corner. So you got to slow down. And some people are going to be better at slowing down than others. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I don't know the appeal of NASCAR. I don't get it, but that's that's okay. Uh, one man's meats, another man's garbage. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of NASCAR fans that don't like uh, uh, basketball. Uh, the funniest let me, thing. Let me explain it to you. Go ahead. Have you ever been on the expressway or highway, internet, interstate, and there's a there's a, an accident in the lane going the opposite direction? Yes. And you slow down, and everybody yes. else slows down to see what happened. Yes, how it looked. Okay, that's the appeal to NASCAR. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. Uh, the funniest thing is the attempts by the Sun Times. I got to give them credit to try to make it. Try to find something that an ordinary Chicagoan would like about this race. And so I can give a shout out to. Uh, a very enterprising reporter, uh, writer Steve Greenberg, bending over backwards uh, to find something that a Chicagoan would like from it. Uh, and it said there's a local angle because one of the drivers is from downstate around the Springfield. I'm laughing, man. Man, obviously you haven't been following state politics in a while, Steve Greenberg, because the downstate people say Chicago's a hellhole. They yeah. want us to see from Chicago. There's actually like a, a movement to secede from the state of Illinois, so that downstate is not part of Chicago. But we're supposed to be so happy because there's a... Well, you know they're having a Bubba bash at the Jusabo Museum. Oh, for Bubba Wallace? Okay, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. who you're rooting for? <laughs> yeah, no, they haven't. No, I'm not rooting for I'm saying that they, they, they are coming up with anything possible anything. to try and this acceptable. Yeah. I mean, maybe I just, we'll see. You will see. You know, yeah. I'm not. I will watch it on TV or some of so it. So you will watch it. I won't watch the entire thing, but I'll watch it. Some of it. No, you're 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 a news junkie. 
And so you'll yeah. be checking it out to see if there is going to be a crash. Uh, yeah, and then you'll... Well, there's going to be a crash. I'm you will be a crash. I yeah. bet somebody a hundred bucks on that. It's going to be at least one crash, if uh, not more, because it's it just nobody knows the the the, the trap. Yeah. Whatsoever. None of the, they have, and they have a simulator. It's like playing on your computer. I mean, you know, the car the car race games on your computer uh the drivers have to do that just to because they have no concept with all these tracks that they normally race on they know the course yeah, yeah. this one they have no idea no clue uh and so yeah that's the appeal there you go ladies and gentlemen thank you mayor Lori lightfoot for bringing nascar to chicago all right there's a lot of other op- topics on the list but we're not we've run out of time can't get to them i guess we'll have to wait till next week to get them though we pretty much covered everything Monroe, thank you very much. And uh, we're going to be holding you. The, the clock starts ticking on the Monroe Anderson prediction. Mo- Donald Trump will not run for re-election because it'll be part of the deal he cuts to stay out of prison uh, with Jack Smith. So uh, we will hold you to that one, Monroe. And we'll see how that one unfolds. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Very good. That's uh, Monroe Anderson every Wednesday in the show. I also want to thank producer Chris doing an outstanding job as he always does. Producer Chris, give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Take care, everybody. And remember, you can always download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, get Benny J bonus interviews and so much more all at ChicagoReader.com. Follow the Ben Jarofsky show on Instagram at Benny J show and follow like and subscribe to the Ben Jarofsky show all over the Internet on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms.